Hey, everybody, and welcome to the No Pants Required podcast. I'm your host, Jen Mann, and today I am wearing pajama pants. It's cold, it's dreary. I think it's going to be pajama pants for a while. I don't see an end in sight at this point. Also, Happy New Year. It's the new new year now. My guest for this episode today is Natasha Kiefer. Natasha is a mixed media intuitive artist. If you have read Midlife Bites by now, you'll know that Natasha is the energy lady. There's a whole chapter about her in the book, which by the way, the book is now available. So if you do not have your copy yet, now is the time. The podcast will be here for a while. Go ahead and pause it and go get your copy of Midlife Bites. Hey, you guys. Today I have Natasha Kiefer on the show. And I... It's so interesting to me. So I meet the I meet people and then I follow up with them like three years later and I'm like, hey, do you remember me? Do you want to come do this with me? And Natasha was kind enough to say yes today or, or maybe, I don't know. Yeah, she was kind. I met Natasha like early on during COVID. I was writing Midlife Bites and I was, I had asked a friend I was trying to try some new things, just to experience some new things and kind of get out of my midlife rut. And I asked a friend if she knew anybody who was into like, oh, energy, spiritual, crystals kind of thing. And she was like, oh, I'm going to this thing this weekend where I'm getting my energy painted or no, my aura painted. And I was like, "Uh, yes, I would like to do that. And that is where I met Natasha because she painted my aura. And today I'm not in my office, but normally my aura sits right behind me over my shoulder. It's right there. So thank you so much for coming on today, Natasha. I'm excited to talk to you. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. This is a, an, an actual honor and I greatly appreciate this. It's nice to see you in your element. So it's nice to exchange uh, our, our different personalities along with this. So thank you very much for the invitation. Sure. Yeah, I'm excited you're here. I, I have a lot of I have a lot I want to talk to you about, but I think I want to start with your artwork. I can see that you are in your studio. Yes. And because so. mm-hmm. you are a, you are a professional artist. You do this every day. You're you're out there making art, right? I am. I'm living the dream actually. A lot of artists kind of stop themselves sometimes because of all the it's the there's a lot of background work that you have to do even for yourself and with my story, I'm a self-taught artist. And with this, it's you got to think outside the box. It's more than just galleries. It's more than just going to art shows. It's really developing your craft and feeling comfortable and confident in your skin with your craft to be able to show yourself out there. And not always is it easy. There is some stress that happens along with it. But Doing this full time has really brought out even more of the authentic side of me. And it's a it's a blessing to do this. It really, really is. And I've been doing this now for over 12 years. 12 oh my years. Goodness. Yeah. And so you're self-taught. So it's not like you went to art school and Mm-mm. learned. And is it mostly painting that you do or do you do all kinds of different so I have a smorgasbord is what I call it. It's limitless. So a couple of things that I do, especially like how we met, that's the beginning story is uh, I went through a change of life, a, a huge lifestyle. And in my background that where it brought me to where I am today is um, I did retail, I did management, I did visual merchandising, I worked with denim. And then I also was a professional ballroom dance instructor and competitor. 
So that's where a lot of the artsness still was there. And gosh, back in 2009 is when I had a huge change of life. I wanted to change everything. It's like I knew there was more to me. And so with this specific art that I got to was I wanted to know art therapy. One of my favorite things was to read self-help books. I enjoyed reading loads and loads uh, of self-help books. I would actually go to Barnes and Noble on my lunch breaks and read as many different books or what was gravitating, what was this, how was this, you know, how to read people even more, watch the body style, like how is this, and and then really put it into the form of art. And when I moved and changed my occupation, when I came back to Kansas City from Myrtle Beach, I ran back into someone that is now really important in my life. And and it changed everything. She was a psychic medium. Her name is Shelly Jennings. And by crossing paths again, I knew from here's this moment when I got into the art that was actually a birthday present for me. And when I got into it, it's like, okay, this is magical. And I just went into this zone. It just, it just felt right. It was like this big gift that just went, ha ha, here's sparkles coming out. And now you got to do this. And this is what you got to do. And you're going, okay, what's the next step? What do I do? <laughs> kind of a thing. Uh, yeah. And so with that, it really helped me be outside the box of not trying to follow normal society or follow like what's the regimented pathways. You know, and if it made a difference in my life, I got more into my spiritual connection because as an intuitive artist, that was my medium. That was my niche. I go, I know way too much about people. I can look at you. I'm empathic, so I can go, it's not like mind reading, but I can I can sense it, the vibes, what's happening. And then I just went down this huge rabbit hole of art going, okay. What's mediums? What's this? How do I perform this? What, how, how do I do this big thing that I want to accomplish? And I knew it was a calling. And it, it breached into different areas where I do performing arts, where actually next week, I'm really excited. I have a, a live performance painting that I'm going to be doing with Quesotic that's local here and be doing live performance. And that's where the the ballroom and stuff comes into play where it's like, here, you don't know what the painting's going to be, but ta-da, here's the ending result. And then on the spiritual level, like what you were able to experience is I really just started researching me and who I am and what I'm about and going, okay, if this is changing my life, I know this has got to change other people's lives. And that was the more meaningful that I wanted with the art was to be able to be selfless and selfish at the same time. This has changed. I know that this can help enhance people. Let's get through the mental clarity and really, you know, when you to allow yourself to literally get out of your own way, you get to see it in an artistic point of view. And then you're like, oh, that's all I need to do. Wow. And it's it's a life changing. It's a game changer. That's amazing. I'm so excited that you you saw this you keep saying you had this major life change. So something clearly, you know, can you talk about what it was that sort of prompted you to leave everything and start fresh again? Yeah, me. So growing up, I love my folks. We traveled all over the world and I was a military brat. So my dad was in the service for 24 years in the army. 
And by that, I was able to witness so many different historical events, understand how to just be, but then to fit in. And then when Mm -hmm. I moved back to Kansas City, that's where things like really changed going, wow, okay, I I don't want to follow the crowd, but I want to be myself. And then, but I need to do this in order to be, to fit in. And so it's just going through, how do I fit in knowing that I'm different? So with the transformation, I go, I, I didn't want to just do one thing or be good at one thing. I wanted to be able to have my passions that I enjoy doing, making a difference, to be able to be the solidifying circle of putting all the passions together and not feel like I have to choose this or that. And I started realizing that I wanted to work for myself and be my boss instead of work for somebody else because kind of being a rebel sometimes I got tired of doing what everybody wanted me to do. And that's where the change of life happened because, you know, being vulnerable is that sometimes we want to people please everybody that we're around. You know, Mm -hmm. we we don't Mm -hmm. want to rock the boat. But I knew at that point in my life I was done. I'm ready to rock the boat and I'm ready to really be the full authentic me and facing the fears straight on. And as you would say, no pants on. There you go. No pants on. But no pants on. Here it is. Were you here it is. This is who I am. Were you scared? Was it did you have to overcome a lot of fear to just I would think just to leave everything? You said you moved cities, you left jobs, you left friends, everybody behind. Yes. But Kansas City was not a new city to you though, correct? Like you had lived here before? Yes. Yes. So you had a little bit of a cushion here with people, I guess. This was kind of like um, the the base place. With my father's side of the family, they lived here. So it was one of those mm-hmm. things that since we moved around, I was closer to my mom's side of the family from Charleston, South Carolina. So that was like mm-hmm. a hub to me. Kansas City was a hub for me. And this was familiar. And of course, when when you move around a lot, it's like, oh, okay, you get to be this part of you. And then you don't have to worry about anything because you're going to be gone. You never come back. Well, Kansas City was where, okay, this is me. Now I'm coming back. Okay. So it's like you have to be careful of, you know, what you've done in life. Here's this, you know, especially being an intuitive artist and coming out that closet going, okay, so I'm really intuitive and here's this and I can't hide this anymore. That was something that I had to face going, everybody thought this is me when this is actually more me. Right. Have you always been intuitive though? You just had kept it hidden. Is that what the deal was? Yes. Yes. So growing up, I was always uh, doing dance routines. I would always create routines and then I would play music, play the saxophone, actually all the saxophones. And that was fun just doing jazz and doing interpretations. But the art was something that I kept very private. That was more Mm -hmm. personable for me because I didn't want someone telling me, oh no, you can't do this. Oh, no, that's not the way. Or it was how they described it. Oh, you can't do this. So Mm -hmm. that was part of my fear is like, oh, well, I can't do this because it's not perfect or it's not right. But then when I got more into it, I realized doing the abstract art, which is some of the things that I, I do, it was great to not be perfect. It was like, oops, 
happening all the time. And that was the more magical form of creating because you're like, wow, if if I was planning this, but I did it, oops, this, and then it just opened up this whole creativeness and this magic that was ready to be released. It just was naturally. And I went, okay, I need to follow more of this natural that's naturally happening instead of trying to feel like I got to follow this force thing that's happening. Yeah. Because I feel like to me, you know, going into the when I first met you, I I was I was skeptical. You know, I just thought I don't know about this. Like, it'll be a good chapter if nothing else. You know, I'll have right. something to say. And I thought, and who knows? I have no idea what my aura looks like. So she could paint a black blob and be like, "That's you," and I'd be like, "Yeah, sure, that works." <laughs> and but it was very fascinating. And I wish I had it with me. I'm so angry that I left it. I'm dog sitting everybody, and I'm not in my usual spot, so I don't have everything I normally have with me, and I'm very frustrated. But my my aura picture has a lot of like blues and greens. And when you started explaining what the colors meant, then it started making sense to me. And I was like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I was like, that's me. <laughs> I mean, so like, can you, like when you go grocery shopping, do you see people's auras or do you have to like work on that? Is that something you have to focus and Or is it just all, are we just walking around glowing all the time? (laughs) Actually, (laughs) to answer, yes, to all of it. So I have what I call like a light switch, just like a light switch that you normally see on the wall. I have to tell myself I'm on and I'm off. And when I'm on, it's on. It's it's like I can see the colors. Uh, When I go around, I'm going, whoa, okay, they've had a day. Or like, hey, since they've had a day, I'll say, you know, I'll compliment them because I'm being guided to compliment them. Like, hey, that shirt looks very beautiful on you or this color looks good. I, I, you, you should do this more often. And all of a sudden it changes their energy or flips their, their emotion way or their emotional intelligence way of, of how they're feeling or doing. Before I was on all the time, literally, I, I had to work on that. And uh, what I call is I, I have my personal bubble. Everybody has a bubble. So it's when I walk in, I'm going, okay, sometimes I have to go to the store and go and I'm in, I'm out, just like a guy. I'm like, here's these five items, boom, I'm out. But then yeah. on a on a daily basis, sometimes some things are a little thicker, you know, like when mm-hmm. you go into homes and stuff like that, you can feel the energy of like, ooh, okay, there's a lot of stuff going on. But then there's a way that I turn myself off to not allow that to affect me. But then I process and going, okay, I just need to cleanse and clear and just be normal because, you know, I'm not normal. Who is normal? But it's just, it's that acceptance to know, you know? So yeah, so sometimes it does affect and sometimes it doesn't, but it gets better as you get more aware of it. And Uh then it's just kind of like, you know, cleaning your house. I'm like, okay, this week I got to mop the floors and... Let's vacuum. So it's just one of those things that it just becomes, it just, it's normal now. It's part of my normal day. Well, you know, it was interesting because after our session together, I started reading more sort of about just energy and sort of chakras and all this stuff because I was just really curious to know sort of what's, what that's all about. And I realized that so many of us use things like the vibe is off or you know, I need good juju today or whatever. And that's basically energy. That's basically like what we're feeling. We just don't realize that we're feeling it. So I do think that everyone has a little bit of maybe intuition, but they just, it's a matter of sort of 
harnessing it or recognizing it or like obviously you're more yours is a higher level but don't you think that everybody can kind of like you walk into a room and you can feel the mood yes you know yes it's kind of like that girl or i don't want to say girl but it's it's kind of like that lady that walks in you know she's feeling confident she's got the right outfit on and it's like boom all the eyes want to look and see what that person's doing like what is it about them and then you can see the difference between someone walking in they're kind of like slumped down or this or this, and it's kind of like here. So they're kind of like a little closed offish. So yes, it's the same with uh, anybody can enhance these gifts. Everybody has them. Some have it more than others. And, you know, some have multiple gifts and some have just one gift. And that's okay to have one or multiple. But when you start becoming aware of it, it's that awareness. When you become aware of it, like, okay, I now want to make that conscious change. And it's almost Mm -hmm. like you saying, hey, you know what? I want to be more confident today. So your word becomes confident. So that already starts changing your energy because then you start doing the work from within. So that way you Mm -hmm. can elude the energy outward. So that's the difference is like when someone is heightened, you can even though Oh, I have to share this. So it's like you're feeling comfortable and confident. You elude that energy out. Or you're wanting to purvey that you're confident, but then your energy is saying one thing and the inside saying another. So then you have a disconnect. So that's why you kind of feel like something on or something off. Like your words don't match your energy, but yet you're having this presence. But the further you go on and you're like, I want to know what my gifts are, you just now at that moment said, I want to know what my gifts are. Mm -hmm. And when you say that, it's kind of like the universe says, okay, they're ready to know what this is and here it is. And that's kind of what happened with me. It's like, all right, you know, you already have this, let's enhance it. And then you have to be aware of going, okay, when you said this, If you need to know a little bit, add a little bit, add a little bit, it's you talking with your higher self going, okay, let's do little little baby steps. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. you can have it going, here's everything. And you're like, oh, what do I do with this now? (laughs) Too much, too much. Right. So it can get overwhelming at times. So that's when you've got to dial it back going, okay, let's concentrate on this for this amount of time period. And then now let's add this to it. So. So does the art, is the art sort of a release for you or is that just, just another component? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, do you, like for me, like I process through writing, like whatever I'm feeling comes through my writing. Like, is that the same with you with art or do you kind of have an idea what you're doing before you get started? Like, what are you doing with your, when you're sitting down to paint something? So I'm going to share this in three different ways. So if you and I are having a session, like what you've experienced, uh-huh. you and I are connecting. I have no idea what the painting's going to look like. I start seeing it. And with this is the colors and then what's going on inside and on an energetic level, I'm being guided to just move along with the paint. And then all of a sudden the images and the imageries I start seeing within my third eye and in intuition, I'm receiving messages. So There are times where, yes, I will see, here's what the painting is going to look like. Or sometimes I will see, here's the colors, and now the images start forming. 
And Mm -hmm. then I have to stop at certain times to go, okay, let me explain how this is. Here's what this is coming through. This is what this image comes through. And I'm just going to share it this way. Like you have blue, you obviously you are a communicator. So you're working through being able to express your words because words mean a lot to you. That is your form of expression. And when you feel like you can't converse, you're like your throat chokes up and you're like, oh, I really want to say that, but mm, I got to hold my tongue. So that's where all that part is. Mm -hmm. Now, when it comes to creating a commission work and someone is setting an attention, like I actually have one that's over here on the background where she's got a triptych and I'll show this part here so that way people can see there's actually Uh a triptych that's right there. So- Uh To, to share this if someone's not able to see this. So with this one, I saw the vision. I'm going, okay, the three images that came to me was a dove window on that particular one. The second one was a door of opportunity. And then the butterfly signifies, so that would be four images, that would signify the, the beautiful change. So with this one, how to create is that they're wanting to allow themselves to give themselves permission to not always doubt what they're capable of doing and being able to see their opportunities without sabotaging them before they allow them to actually happen. So that is part of creation. Here on this backside, actually to over my left shoulder, this is something that I'm getting ready to do a performing arts for next Wednesday. And what this is, is I'm practicing technique. So with creating something and Connecting with the music, connecting with the synergy and the energy of what's about to unveil for Wednesday. So there's a little bit of prediction, pre-seeing. I will start going in and setting intentions into this painting because it's going to get auctioned off. Is that, okay, this painting needs healing, love and light, abundance and joy. But then how to be abstract and bold and colorful at the same time, because that's more Mm -hmm. of my style, is the bolder the better. Yeah. So then with all the that creative style and those different sides, it's now allowing the dreamer be able to not just be the dreamer anymore and now allowing themselves to live that life in such a way that enhances himself that it's now not always back here. They now can enjoy it and have it now and moving forward with their life. So there's, yeah, there's a lot of philosophical things that goes along with it too. Well, and I think I well, I think that's what makes you so unique. I mean, you know, when I when I when I met you and when we had our session together, you know, afterwards I was like, I was telling people about. It. I'm like, have you ever heard of this? And they were like, I've never heard of anyone. You're like, you know, I've heard of a tarot card reader. I've heard of you know a psychic medium. I've gone to see you know, the Long Island medium on stage or something like that. You know, people will tell me this, but I'm like, no, this was, this was different than that. I can't explain it. It was, it was different. It came through the art is really what it did. Yeah. It's an experience. So much of it came through. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's literally, it it's experience. And, and it was interesting when you said like that we connected because I think that was probably when things started getting real because you were like, I'm going to connect to you. And I was like, okay. And then like you did. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like, <laughs> oh, shit. Like, 
was like, like, the shit oh. just got real, honey. It just got real. <laughs> yeah. It super got real. I was like, oh, shit. Like, no, what the fuck? You know, so that, like, freaked me out. But then also sort of like, oh, damn. Okay, here we go. <laughs> and, you know, and it was just it was just really funny, too, because I remember at one point, you know, I was struggling with a lot of stuff and you knew exactly what I was struggling through and like all this kind of stuff. And then you turned around because she's painting, you guys, she's painting while she's talking to you. So her back is to me and she's just painting furiously, you know, while this is all, t- and she's telling me stuff. And then all of a sudden she turns around and she's like, you just got to get the fuck out of your way. And then she kind of was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I don't usually cuss. And I'm like, no, I am the person who needed to hear that. Like, mm-hmm. that was me. I was like, that one was for me. I got it. Got it. I will get the fuck out of my way. Right. <laughs> and the F-bomb does come out. Don't get me wrong. You know, uh, but yes, I'm not definitely poly purebred. That's that's for sure. <laughs> but it was just so it does. funny because she looked so shocked. You look so shocked. You're like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I, I, yeah. I mean, and I think that you know, it just it was such a it was such a unique experience that I I like I had to tell people about it, and like I sent my cousin to go see you. I was like, you have to go see her. You have to go see what's going on with this. But like, is that how you get clients? Is through word of mouth? Like, how did you get started? Like, what was the first? What who was your first client that uh, you? <laughs> so my first client actually was my cat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So how I got started, it's actually a funny story because I was painting, you know, for my 29th and 30th birthday, I received paint materials. Someone asked, goes, what do you want for your birthday? And I go, paint and I want materials because <laughs> how I got started was actually I did a wine and cheese paint party while uh, I was in Myrtle Beach and everybody was in the kitchen while they were doing something. And I would just went in and I was like, okay, and I could tell I was channeling. I was like, all right. I know this is what I need to do. I don't know how I need to do it. Then bam. Then when I started getting into here, the painting was just an easy, that was my tool. That was such an easy thing. There was no fighting. There was no nothing. It was just like, oh, here is this. Okay, I need this color squirt. Here, squirt there. There it is. Everybody squirt, squirt, you know? (laughs) And then when I did it, I was like, okay, my cat, because my cat was going through an issue and because I adopted him. And his name was Bubba Jones. He's still here. And he's hilarious. Oh, my gosh. So he was the first thing that I actually painted. And then I went, okay, if I know this and I was getting channeled and I received a couple of messages, then I applied that. And it was about food and what to do and and a couple of other things. And all of a sudden, I did that. He was fine. I went, okay. So then I went to, I did myself. So that way I'm going, all right, here's this. What do I need to do to energetically start cleaning myself So that way I can start unplugging and plugging truly into what I really needed to plug into. So then I did me and then I started doing people. I was brought to a place called Bodies by Claire. And then I started meeting some wonderful ladies, some intuitive and some not intuitive. And then I just started painting. I started by five by sevens. I'm going, okay, I know not to say that I'm a whack job, but I was like, okay, this was a fear going, okay, I know I'm not crazy. And then I don't want to be perceived as crazy. And I'm going, Mm -hmm. I just know that this is a part of me. And then my business partner, Shelly Jennings was like, okay, let's go do a metaphysical fair. I went, okay, it's time to go do a fair. (laughs) So, So then we went to go and do this. And she says, okay, what do you feel comfortable charging? I said, all right, five by 10, let's charge $15. I had a line out the door. I I seriously painted, no joke, almost uh, 75 paintings within three days. 
Oh my God. It was like, here's 10 minutes. Here's this, here's this, here's this. Like it was kind of like wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. And then at that moment I went, yep, this is what I'm supposed to do. Like there was just no doubt about it. And then I just started forming a following. So to go Uh back to your question of how do you, you know, how did you get out there? A lot of it was word by mouth uh, was when I was Mm -hmm. first starting because I'm going, okay, you know, I'm my own entrepreneur. I need to start doing what is the, what I need to do. So I I started, you know, I registered my business and then I went, okay, let's start doing platforms. Let's start getting the website. And at that moment I was doing not just metaphysical shows. I was also trying to be a part of the art scene and I'm doing that in quotations. So I'm going, all right, I'm a go-getter. I, I'm an artist, so I need to start going into galleries. I need to get website. I need to get title page. Here's my resume. I got to look like I've been doing this for a while. Here you go. So then I would do live performance with street art and performance street artists. So then I started doing that. Then I got into, let's see here. What's the next thing? Then some galleries. Cause you know, since it was me and I'm supplying, you know, the, the, the abundance was coming through me. So it was like, okay, here's this, here's what I'm doing. So I didn't have a fallback plan. I just knew that this is what I was going to do. And after I realized that no matter what, being an entrepreneur, you're going to have stress. So it's like, okay, what do I need to do to overcome stress? Okay. Well, the other part was abundance. Well, most of my money since of, you know, the, my material cost is like high. I'm like, okay, so I'm, I'm continuously putting through in here. So by shopping around and by connecting and marketing and just going to meet and greets like, hey, I'm Natasha. I'm an artist. Like, here you go. And they're like, okay, well, what do you do? I'm like, well, this is what I do. And they're like, okay, well, let's connect you to here. So it was just a lot of the connecting of the dots. And the day, and this is pre-COVID, I was also part of the Arts KC that's here in Kansas City, which is awesome, which is you know, business that helps artists that this is what they do full time to be able to go and show their work. And it's like almost like the the professional buildings get to rent the art basically for like three months. So I was able to start to go to big box stores and different things. And I was like, okay, we've got something. Then all of that, this is like, this is what I want to do. How do I narrow this down and still have a niche? And then I became the painted denim lady is one of my mm-hmm. names that I just started painting on people's clothes when they came up. I'm like, okay, here's this amount. This is what I'll charge. You supply it, I'll paint it. Then <laughs> as that came around, I went, okay, here's this. So I just started working my pyramid of how it worked. And then it just became this collaboration of going, okay, I'm a little bit of this. I'm a little bit of this. And to explain that even so clearly, it's like, you know, you're going back to high school and you're like, I want to be a part of all these groups. I don't want to just be one. I just encompass being the social butterfly. And then this is where I just naturally, I made it work. And I just allowed it to organically do its thing. And then when COVID hit, I went, okay. That just solidified, like, it made me know my big why. Why do I want to do it? Who is my audience? What do I know that I still need to do for myself along for others? And when that transition 
it just made a difference because the my biggest why is is that you know everybody gets in their own mental way so why not see in an artistic form how to get yourself out of your own roadblock so that way you can give yourself permission to do what it is that you really want to do and charge for it. <laughs> Why yes. not? And if you wear pants, you wear pants. And if you don't, you don't. You know, it's all good. <laughs> I know. I was going to say, I don't have any denim for you to paint today. But yes, no, I think you're absolutely right. I think that's because here's the thing, too, that I found like, you know, you and I are different. We're different types of artists, but we're both in the art world here. And so many times people are, they don't. They want to know, well, what did it cost you to make it? And I'm like, it doesn't matter what it cost me to make it. Like, that's not what I'm charging. I'm not charging you for the brushes that I painted with, you know? Right. And so I think that's another good point that you had is that I think at the beginning at that first fair, you probably underpriced yourself. And then that's why you had three days of people wanting paintings. And I see that so often in my world where people are constantly underpricing themselves or they're not or undervaluing, I should say, that what we're doing is, you know, we're we're yes, it might have only taken me, you know, a year to write this book, or yes, it's only an ebook or whatever you want to, you know, it's not the you're not buying the paper, sir. <laughs> right. That I, the paper, that this book yes. is printed. That does have a cost, but that's not what I'm trying, that's not what we're doing here. Right. And so do you find that it I think at this point, you're probably established enough now at this point that people don't try to, they're not trying to, to negotiate with you. It's like, if, if you're, if my, my paintings are no longer $15, sir. Like, right. is it like that? Are you at that point now? I am. And that's sometimes a challenging thing when you're going through it and you're going, okay, you realize what your value is. And when you're first starting mm-hmm. out, you're going, okay, I know this is the gift. But I'm not really comfortable, and I'm going to say it that way, you're not really comfortable of your value at that moment because you don't want to undercharge and you don't want to overcharge. But then there gets to a point to where, gosh, I'm tired of giving this stuff for free. Like I, I know what, what the value is. And obviously, you're validating the value of it. So then I would every year, I, as an in inflation, I would bump up my prices. And then now I'm at a comfortable level to where like the past three, three years I'm going, okay, here's this, this is what I charge. This is what you get. And you, you actually get a lot more just because of the price. You really do get a smorgasbord within that price. And with mm-hmm. the commissions, it's like, now I have my equation of what this is. And then, but here's the best part is I also have a layaway plan. So I also have a way that if you're wanting something to be commissioned, you can and we'll work together. So like, here's this 30% that you put down that's non-refundable, that here's this. And then then we can work through whatever you need for, for one month to for a full year. I have no problem working those things out because I understand that obviously you're being guided to have this and I want to also accommodate it. And, mm-hmm. and yes, there's been some time, don't get me... There has been times where I've been taken advantage of, oh, you're a friend, here's this, okay, let's do this. And then I'm going, okay. But then that was a really good learning lesson for me to know this, what worth is. Mm -hmm. And knowing that you're worth having this, that's what the, the best part about it too. 
Yeah. And just like with your yeah. stuff, oh my goodness, woman, you've got so many great books out there. It, it, it is worth the knowledge that you share. Well, I don't know if I'm sharing a lot of knowledge, but I'm at least entertaining you is the way I look at it. And I'm it's, like, I, you know, it's I'll entertain you. <laughs> I won't teach. I'm not going to teach you a whole lot, but I'll, I'll, I'll entertain you. I'll make you laugh. Yeah. I mean, that used to be, I mean, and that's the thing. And I think over, and I think that comes with experience too. And with, you know, it's, it's hard to know that first time, you know, what to charge for something or what, mm-hmm. you know, what it's worth, especially like for me and maybe for you too. It's, I think a lot of times people look at art as a hobby mm-hmm. rather than yes. a career. It's rarely a career choice that someone actually makes. It's more, you know, circumstances happen and this this path presents itself and you're like, oh, shit, I could do this. Like, okay, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. But it, I, I know a few artists that, you know, went to art school, graduated, wanted to be artists, you know, and they're still trying to, like, figure it all out. And and so it's a, it's a rare career path, I think. And so, so many times people are like, well, I can paint. I can, I can write something. I could – yeah, I can make music. I can sing. I can dance. And you're just like, but can you? Can you do it like we can? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I get that. And that's, you know, you kind of get to that point where you're just sort of like, well, then you should go. Then you should go paint something for your wall because my pictures are this much. So mm-hmm. you let me know. Mm-hmm. You're blocking my table. Please keep moving. <laughs> <laughs> so you have you have this you have a business partner. What is your what is what is what is the business that you and your partner have? Your business partner. So the second business, it's called Whimsical Women. And we Mm -hmm. do workshops. We do retreats. We did our first retreat this year, which was amazing. And we also do house parties. And what I mean by that is that, say, for instance, like uh, what you were a part of, Mm -hmm. that if someone's wanting to do something different, they're like, hey, you want to have a painting done and you want to have a reading. And uh, she's a medium in Taroas. And so with that, it's like you get a painting in the reading and then you get even more in depth. So you get a two for one. And then we do amazing energy expression sessions. So instead of saying the word healing all the time, because sometimes that gets a little overused, what we do is, is that we help assist you to connect to your infinite light source, to your power, to your generator and and be able to connect to your specific codes to help you to achieve your life purpose. See, that's what I need because when I met with you, you had told me that like I needed to connect, that I was not connected very well and that people were like, you know, bleeding me dry. And I was like, I'm fine. It's fine. I'm just going through just going through a <laughs> pandemic and trying to entertain a million people. It's fine. I'm fine. I got this. And you know, I think that's the, like, because people will say that, like, connect to, you know, connect to the source. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? How do I do? I have to go to your, to your session, don't I? I got to go to the retreat. Oh my God. You, oh, it's a life game changer. <laughs> and, and you're doing the work. And the thing is, is that you're giving yourself permission. It's a safe place. Mm-hmm. And it's, it is intense. And I will say this it's not for everybody. It is, it is for, the, the right fit person is, is the one that is ready to do the work, to enjoy, to change and enhance their life and not be guided mm-hmm. by the hand or by the nose. And sometimes you need to have that permission to go, you know what? I'm done with what's happening right here because obviously it's not working anymore. So what do I need to do? And then you realize that you're this powerhouse. It, mm-hmm. it's, it's 
oh my God, it's, it's, it's mind blowing. It really is. And so yeah, to share of like how you're able to connect, you know, what you're called connecting to source, it's literally you connecting to your higher self to know and to grow to even bigger, higher possibility instead of living a mediocre, you know, and don't get me wrong. A lot of people like to feel safe and be right here. Like they are so comfortable living here. And then you've got those ones that are ready to let's, let's cross the bridge. So let's mm-hmm. like, okay, here is how we've been living. Let's, what is more, what is so much more abundant that we can explore about ourselves and to, to finally, to give yourself that opportunity to release that emotional baggage that we've carried for so many years, to let that go, to feel lighter. And you're like, whoa. I'm not carrying this bag full of trash anymore. And it's, it feels nice. Like, wait a minute. I don't need that clutch anymore. Okay, let's go. So yeah, it's, it's a nice roller coaster ride. And <laughs> you go. <laughs> yeah. So where do you guys do these? Where do you do your retreats? Are they around Kansas City? So right now, we started in Kansas City area. Uh, since due to mm-hmm. COVID, we had to look within here. And so, mm-hmm. yes, we started at a beautiful Airbnb, which... The, the goal was to be able to not just have retreat that's just about workshops and intense learning. It's more of being able to have the adventure to live on a daily day lifestyle as you're healing and cleaning this. So we get to go do some nature walks, nature things. Some, we actually have something that we're looking forward to, to where uh, we can do kind of like some zip lining. There's there's a place that's out here in, in the Kansas area that has a zip lining. So it's like, ooh, how do I get to do this along with this? And you get the adventure of how they both work together coincide inside. Because we wanted to be uniquely different. Then it's going, okay, there is art therapy that goes along with it to where we get to dive deep in an artistic form. And it doesn't matter if you know how to draw a stick figure or not everybody's doing their own art project, which is also very therapeutic and it's completely different. So those are little tastes and little hints of what to, to, to come. Is it a weekend or is it, is it two days or how long is it? So our workshops are two days. So it's usually like you come in Friday here, Saturday and Sunday. So Friday is kind of like a meet and greet where we're like, Hey guys, Mm -hmm. how's it going? Here's some mocktails. Here's this. And then our retreats is actually six days. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it's, it's five days or five nights, six days. It is submerged fully. Here you go. How are you doing? Oh dear. Yeah. So it's funny because I was like, I could do a weekend and then you're like six days. I'm like, nope, that's not for me. I can't. <laughs> I understand. No. Oh. But we do, oh, we do have weekends. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's a lot of peopling. That's a lot of like, that's a lot of like looking at myself and like, no, thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. It is like, here's the mirror. How you doing? Okay. But the problem is, though, I don't want to live a mediocre life, though, either. So is it fear that's holding me back? What is it? Like, it's fear, right? And it's I just don't want to like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck, man. Fucking fear. <laughs> you got to love like- it. You got to be good friends with it sometimes, when you're, especially when you're, you're coming close to it. You, we face fear every day, and sometimes it's this much, and sometimes it's like, holy shit balls. Do I have to crack that note up when really? Oh, yeah. I have to deal with that? <sighs> Can I just have yeah, it I'm thinking like six days in a Airbnb with a bunch of strangers, like talking about my fucking problems and shit. Like, 
Whew, that sounds like a murder mystery, like waiting to happen. <laughs> Where's the butler? He did it, right? <laughs> no, the it was the cook. So and I'll just be like, "Why didn't you see this coming, psychic?" Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. Put that pressure right back on me. I see how it is. <laughs> okay, so you. <laughs> that would. I, I think we just came up with a great book. Okay, let's do that. I'll oh. come now for the research. It's for research. There and you so I go. Can, so I can learn about myself. Oh, damn it. That's a lot. Okay. That sounds intense. It's intense, but I tell you what, Ooh. it's mind changing. <laughs> you can feel it already. You can already sense the energy. Yeah. yeah. The the best part about it is that it's not kumbaya. Uh, we're not, okay, we're not sitting and, you know, here's this. It is actually, it is fun. It is sad. It is intense. You get angry. You stomp your feet. You... We dance. There's there's a lot of things that goes along with it. So, and there's also time because of the process. You need time to do the process and be able to like sit back and if at any point in the moment you're like, okay, this is a lot. I need to have my personal time. There is breakaway time. There is time for you to be able to process and to release because you need that. And you feel the energy building. You're just like. And you're like, oh fuck! I mean, seriously, you're just like, oh my god! And you're, and then it then it breaks, and you're like, well, why the Ooh. fuck did I did not do that earlier? I'm like, shit, I could have had this done five years ago and been like a lot further than where you are now. But you know, it happens. Life happens. It yes. really does. I mean, you know, even for me as being intuitive, I've got my own stuff. You know, I'm not perfect. But the thing is, is because of the life experience, it does help us give better and and advice to be like here's this you know life is mm-hmm. a book and and i'm going to say I, I say this all the time you're your story so what are you going to create with it do you want to live someone else's story or do you want to live your story okay so you mm-hmm. had five chapters of this story now let you're on the sixth one so what's the new chapter that you're ready to write right. about yeah well and i think especially for like me and you know, my audience, we're all kind of, we're all in the throes of middle age at this point. And we're all looking at what the next chapter is going to be. And I think that it is a, it's a fear thing, but it's, it's a complacency thing. It's so many, you know, you think, oh, maybe I'll do that later, but time is ticking. Mm -hmm. Why didn't I do that five years ago? I talked to a girl just yesterday. She just graduated from college and her dad and I went to college together and he asked me if I would talk to her because she just graduated with a degree in English and she wants to, she wants to be a writer. Nice. And I was like, first of all, I was like, way to go that you have parents that support this at 22 because it took me until I was into my mid thirties to get going. Mm -hmm. But, you know, but I was like, and you know, but I was like, God, if I could have started at 22, like, let me tell you all the things. And I completely overwhelmed her. I a hundred percent. I was like, do you have a pen? Let's go. You know? (laughs) And I was like, here are all the things I would have done differently. Like, God, like stop watching so much TV and just start writing. Like, stop, you know, stop telling yourself that you can't do it. You can like, right. And and I don't know if that's like a thing that comes later on in life with like the wisdom of things or what it is, but but it, and it, but it's also for me especially it is definitely like a oh I just don't want to deal with that like you mm-hmm. know like listening to you talk like like half of my brain thinks like I want to go to this because I don't want to live a mediocre life mm-hmm. I do want something bigger I do want to figure out how to like 
get better and do a better job. But then I'm listening to this and I'm like, oh, Lord, that sounds like so much work. I don't know. <laughs> you know? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I get it. I'm pretty sure I got to wash my cat that week. And so <laughs> – No. <laughs> the, the dog thinks there's a cat here. Sorry, everybody. But, oh, my gosh. Oh, oh. that was hilarious. <laughs> I don't even know what's going on. I'm probably getting robbed. But but (laughs) I do think, though, that like, you know, because you will, like, I'll finally go. I won't go to this one, but I'll wait two damn years or something, and I'll finally go, and I'll finally do what needs to be done, and then I'll be like, damn it, why didn't I do this like 10 years ago? Like, why Mm -hmm. did I – why – why do we – why? Why do I wait? Why do we do this? I'm so – that's the part – that's what I said about like when I met you. So you told me things were very specific to me, but then you also told me things that I already knew kind of that I was like, I know this. I just needed someone to kick me in the ass again and tell me this. Mm-hmm. You know, like – Yeah. Yeah. I'm like uh, – I was like, I think I'm just like talking to – I think myself is yelling at me right now. <laughs> And I was like, I think that's what this is. I think that's what's happening. And so, so yeah, well, this sounds, this sounds very cool. I'm, I'm really interested and I do, where can we find more about everything that you do? Your art, your retreats, all of it. Oh, okay. You ready with pen in hand? Because I have a laundry list for you. Okay. You ready? Okay. Uh, uh-huh. There you go. No. <laughs> so. Oh. <laughs> I've always wanted to do that. It just felt right. I, I love it. So, all right, guys. Serious list. Okay, here we go. So, in order to find out more information, go to www.natashakiefer, N-A-T-O-S-H-A-A-R-T.com. That's the first one. And then on Facebook, you can find me at Natasha Kiefer, N-A-T-O-S-H-A-K-E-E-F-E-R. Then right there, you get led to my website, Instagram, and then with uh, to, to, to know more about Shelly and I, then that is www.whimsicalwomen.com. I yeah. love it. And okay. so the thing is, is that we are uh, whimsical design or we're spiritual designers and whimsical aligners to help you live diviner. That is our tagline. Oh, that's so cute. I love that. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Natasha. This was so much fun. I really enjoyed this. I'm so glad we got to connect again. And I will be at the retreat. And if I don't sign up, please send me an email and say, Jen, stop being an idiot. Let's go. Not a problem. You got it, girl. <laughs> I I will I will hold your hand and let's go. <laughs> let's do let's this. Let's go. Let's, let's do, do it. it. Oh, All right. Well, thanks, thank you guys. You. Everybody, please follow Natasha. Remember, it's Natasha with an O, which I had a really hard time finding her the first time because I was not remembering there was an O in there. So it's Natasha with an O. So make sure you do that. Thank you again. I had so much fun. Ditto. Good luck on your event. I can't wait to see what that turns into back there. Awesome. Do you put it on – will you put like videos on Instagram and things like that so we can see yes. when it's all done? Yes. Okay, good. Definitely right. will. So we'll, we'll see it then eventually. All right, you guys. Thanks so much. I'll talk to you soon, Natasha. Bye. Awesome. Bye. Love y'all. Thanks for listening and subscribing to No Pants Required with Jen Mann. Don't forget to follow me on social media and subscribe to my newsletter at jenmanwrites.com. Please leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. My newest book is called Midlife Bites, Anyone Else Falling Apart or Is It Just Me? was released this month. It's out. It's available. It's everywhere. 
please grab a copy, read it. Let me know what you think. I'm so excited to share it with you. Thanks again for listening and have a great new year. Thank you.